Welcome everyone to this episode of This One Time at OU. We're excited to have Devin Roz with us. Hey Devin, hey Roz. Hey Devin. Hey Tim. And we have a special guest, Ron Kaplan. I'm sure if you went to OU, everyone saw a Surf Ohio shirt and I think it was a Hocking, uh, was it the Hocking River Invitational? We'll get into what Ron did, but he was the mastermind of it all and we'd love to hear his story. So welcome Ron. Hey, thanks for having me. Hi, Ron. Thanks for coming. Ron and Roz. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember that. <laughs> I know. Good name. <laughs> three, good so, three-letter names are always good. <laughs> so you were uh, at OU in the 70s, right? What, yeah. what years were you there? Uh, my freshman year was 76, 77. And, uh, and I was there for my sophomore year, 77, 78, before I, uh, before I punched out. So, uh, but I like to point out there, there was a few other people that did the same thing. Would have been in the class of 1980. Um, one was Matt Lauer, and the other was Nancy Cartwright, the voice of uh, Bart Simpson. Oh, and, right. Uh, I'm trying so, so hard to get her on the show. Ron, I've emailed her. Her father wrote a book. Uh, he was a World War II veteran. I even bought the book. I'm dying. I have uh, all the respect in the world for her. So, Nancy, if you're listening, please join us. Well, I got, I got to tell you a quick story. Um, I actually moved from Columbus to, to Kettering uh, to Dayton 25 years ago. So I'm living in the neighborhood she grew up in. And uh, I spoke to her dad several years ago. And mentioned the fact that she and I dropped out uh, together, although I didn't know her. And he very quickly said, yeah, but she got her degree from UCLA. And I, I couldn't match that. So, uh, But he was very quick to point out that she might have left OU, but she finished up at UCLA. And, of course, we all, we all know what career struggles she's had since. But uh, Yeah. Well, you <laughs> say, like, let me see her Surf Ohio shirt. No, well, so, so so real quick, I sent her a Surf Ohio shirt, a little note, you know, saying, hey, we didn't know each other, but we were there at the same time, and I'd love you to have this. This was about five years ago now, uh-huh. and um, boy, I, I got a package back from her, and I was so excited, and I opened it up, and it was the Surf Ohio shirt, and she had autographed it and sent it back to me. Oh, so, that is really cool. Well, Everyone so I, says she's super. Well, I donated it to a, a charity because that wasn't my intent. I wanted her to have a Surf Ohio shirt, but uh, anyway. Right. She's like, I got too many T-shirts, but here you go. Here's some love. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, well, So you were only in Athens for a brief two years then. Yeah, but I spent some time down there. In fact, that's one reason I, I chose uh, OU was uh, in high school and actually in junior high, I should point out, probably summer of between eighth and ninth grade, me and some buddies got the great idea to ride our 10 speeds down to uh, uh, Wayne National Forest and Burr Oak State Park and camp. Right. And uh, so this is amazing that we even did this and, and then survived. And our parents allowed us <laughs> to Where'd do you start it. from? Uh, the northwest side of Columbus. Up, up, right. uh, um, I went to Whetstone High School, which is on the northwest side of Columbus. And so at that point we were in junior high and, um, I think there was four of us that made the first trip and we rode all the way down, uh, to, to Wayne National Forest camped in the primitive area. And this was on 10 speeds and I'm talking Schwinn 10 speeds and, 
and older folks will know those things were built like tanks. They're, they're not like the, you know, the mountain bikes and road bikes of today, but we also had 40 pound packs on the back. Wow. But oh, man. We just, I, I really fell in love with that part of the state uh, by doing that. We went down a week later, we did it again and took a different buddy uh, along with us. And, um, and then, uh, and then I have to say in high school, I went to a beach boys concert down there and, um, on campus, I think it might've been at the convo and, and that trip, uh, I kind of thought, gee, I, you know, I could go to school down here. Um, I grew up at Ohio state. My dad was a fencing coach and then a professor, uh, at Ohio state for a total of 38 years before he retired. So I grew up kind of a, you know, a campus brat, you know, Buckeye. And uh, when it came time to go to school, um, I was looking at uh, getting out of Dodge, so to speak. So yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of I you know really enjoyed, um, you know that part of the state. The campus is beautiful, and so it, it really wasn't tough to decide to you know go down there. Now what I didn't do is research what I was what I wanted to pursue as my major, which was television graphics, because it turns out Ohio State was the hotbed of that in the late 1970s. But um, I didn't know that till till later. So I went into uh, radio television uh, my freshman year, and after one quarter realized I really needed to be in graphic design, and so I switched, uh, switched over to graphic design. Right. Um, and where did you live when you were at OU? I was in uh, Jefferson Hall my freshman year, and um oh i josh i always think of jefferson as all girls well see yeah you know they they change them and at that time it was all boys so um it was a freshman mostly i think might have been all freshmen it was all boys yeah all boys at that time yeah and, uh, had the cafeteria downstairs and and um so really you know everything centered around jeff hill and jeff hall and then my sophomore year, I was in GAM. I stayed on the East Green. I really liked the East Green. So I was in Gammersfelder my uh, sophomore year. Um, yeah, great, you know, great fun, great group of people. It was a great time to be there. I guess it's always a great time to be at OU. But, you know, as, a, as a, an artist, um, there was just a creative energy that you just couldn't believe. And um, I assume it's the same, but um, it was just so much fun to collaborate with photographers and writers and you know i i did cartoons um i did cartoons artwork for the post they weren't cartoons i guess but they were drawings to go with articles in the post and then bruce mitchell the publisher of the athens a news reached out to me and asked if i would draw do cartoons for the the a news and i did that and night in my sophomore year i did quite a few i'll call them editorial cartoons they were just really local humor cartoons um he, he did have me do some politically oriented stuff but i just really he turned me loose and i could comment on aspects of athens life and uh in cartoon form and that was a lot of fun and he paid me it was like you know beer money um could buy a lot of mickey's wide mouths with uh with my cartoon <laughs> checks. yeah that sounds like a great experience that's just throwed you right into uh into the political scene of Athens or just turning a freshman loose like that seems not a lot of other places would you see that opportunity no and I and you know I my roommate was in radio tv and um you know he would ask me to write a spot um 
I, you know, at the time, I, you know, I won't say I was a gifted writer, but evidently I showed signs. So, you know, I'd write a 30 second spot and then he, you know, maybe, uh, one day he'd come, come back and say, Hey, uh, can you do the voice work for this? You know, I'm, I'm engineering, you know, radio commercials. And so I did voice work and, you know, just exposed to all this different stuff. And then, um, matter of fact, my, uh, my sophomore year, one of the gals living upstairs, um, and you might know her name, Lori Leonard. Um, and she was in journalism and she was editor of the Athens magazine. And, um, I, I can't remember how we knew each other, but, uh, she asked me to do some artwork for the magazine. And then, uh, and then I was on the cover, the spring 78 issue. Um, there's like five or six guys on bar stools at the union in the background. And she's in the foreground, uh, wearing a dress. And believe it or not, it, it was about Athens fashion. And, uh, it was kind of tongue in cheek. <laughs> um, Lori was from Long Island, New York, and she actually did know about fashion, but I'm one of the guys on the bar stools, you know, one of the models in the background and, the, and, um, the, nice. the, re the reason I'm telling the story is um, she went on, she wanted to be an editor at Rolling Stone and um, graduated. She was ahead of uh, a year or two ahead of me. And I went into the t-shirt business when I, when I dropped out and moved back to Columbus and I opened my own shop and, um, and I was doing t-shirts for, you know, a, a lot of different folks in Columbus. Um, and she called up and said, I'm in Cincinnati and I'm the editor of um, Sportswear Graphics Magazine, which is a trade publication for the t-shirt printing industry. So she tracked me down and she said, would you want to do cartoons for Sportswear Graphics? And I said, sure. So I, I did cartoons related to the t-shirt printing industry. And then she asked me when she found out what I was doing with um, selling t-shirts at the Indy 500 and the Kentucky Derby. Um, of course she knew about surf Ohio by that time already, but she asked if I would do some articles about, um, the industry selling t-shirts at the Derby and events like that. So I actually wrote for the magazine and that really helped give me my start in writing, uh, professional writing, you know, journalism, which I went on to do, um, not so much for t-shirt publications, but for aviation publications in my second career. But I, I oh. give I give Lori the credit for you know she reached back into her OU Rolodex uh, right. not long after graduation and um, and and gave me a leg up in that uh, in that part of my creative career. She disappeared only because I didn't keep in touch with her. And the next time she she calls me, um, it must have been 1984. She calls me up and says, Ron, I am the booker for David Letterman. And he wanted somebody to bring animals on the show. And I, yeah. hired, I hired your zoo director, Jack Hanna. Please tell me I'm not going to get fired. And That's I said, awesome. I said, Lori, yeah, no, have you best. seen... I said, have you seen the outtakes from his local cable t show? And she said, no. And I said, you, you are not going to get fired, believe me. And, um, of course, Jack Hanna went on. I don't know how many appearances Jack Hanna has made on, made on David Letterman. But um, it was funny. She was, that was one of her first, you know, first big bookings for Letterman all by herself. And, um, 
and she was afraid she was going to get fired. And, and nailed so, it. Yeah, that's the way to. Yeah, you're not going to get fired with Jack Hanna. My brother uh, was in the TCOM major back then, when, and he got an internship at David Letterman. I wonder if uh, she was working there at the same time. I guess he graduated in. 86 from college so it might have been might might have now she she became the the agent for um what's that name uh chris elliott oh yeah and at that time he was the guy under the stairs on the letterman show this is going you know to the earliest right days right. Of letterman and then so she moved out to california and went to work for i believe it was fox studios and then i totally lost track of her and did not realize she married Larry David. And what? Get out. She was married to Larry David for like, I, I want to say 14 years. I may not have that right. But then they got divorced and he was on a talk show. And I didn't realize she became an environmental uh, activist and produced An Inconvenient Truth with Al Gore and won an Oscar for it. Wow, and she Larry, had quite the career. Less, so she was probably a pre-cabin boy, Chris Elliott, right? Yes, and <laughs> and but she might have gotten him that that job. I don't know. I don't know the whole history with Elliott, but um, I do know that uh, Rush Limbaugh got in a little, you know what, match with her, and and I I didn't know this till much later when I read about it. But he he calls her a Gulfstream liberal because. Evidently, and Larry David can back this up, she would drive her Prius chasing down somebody in a Hummer in Santa Monica to flip them off because they're driving a big gas guzzler. And then she, and then she would get on a jet with her daughter and fly to uh, to uh, Long Island or, or something like that for the weekend. So anyway... Um, you mentioned that like that, that there's something wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Well, it's, it's just... I, I just had no idea because I, I would watch Curb Your Enthusiasm and had no idea that, that Larry David's wife was Lori Leonard, the same the same Lori that hired me to do cartoons for a t-shirt magazine. And <laughs> I know, how crazy. I think you should I stay just better connected. I watching show last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, you know, I want to bring this back to the, you know, <laughs> to the subject at hand. But what the, a the, OU connection that paid off. I mean, well, is, that's so great that the, that this, little this, this, time uh, in OU was so influential, you know? Yeah. I'm, well, the other thing too, I got to say is i opened my own t-shirt shop in Columbus, which again was my hometown. So it, it wasn't like I was starting from scratch, but as, as a professional, especially somebody doing a lot of event promotion and my of course the t-shirt business, um, a lot of the t-shirts were, were rock bands and radio station events. And, um, you, you, if you went into any radio or TV station in Columbus at that time, Half of the staff were OU alum, um, whether they were whether they were engineers or cameramen or anchor anchor people, you know, talent. Um, yeah. And and it was hugely beneficial. And then of course, as time went on, Surf Ohio, you know, was my calling card because, you know, the shirt the shirt's been going on, you know, and certainly from 1978 to say 1995, um, you know, it was the most popular shirt. Uh, I'm gonna say let's hear more about Surf Ohio. But before that, did you ever do any Grateful Dead T-shirts? It seems like that OU concerts that would be a thing that people would ask you to do. <laughs> no, I, I never, I never did any Grateful Dead T-shirts. Um, I did McGuffey Lane T-shirts, 
And, uh, but um, I also was a little leery of uh, getting busted because when I was in high school, I did some Beach Boys t-shirts with uh, a surf design on the back, which was actually the genesis of Surf Ohio uh, in 1976, my senior year, and almost got busted by the band <laughs> for selling the shirts outside of St. John's Arena at Ohio State. So I, I, by the time I got to OU, I was, I was pretty aware of the danger of uh, bootlegging concert shirts. You mean the Beach Boys almost busted you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which was ironic because two years later, they're wearing Surf Ohio shirts. Uh, nice. But, but at the, uh, I had not met them at that point. I did meet their road manager <laughs> in the you know behind the stage uh, where they're offloading the trucks and um, came came close to getting getting nailed because I was wearing one of the shirts I was going to be selling that night in the parking lot and uh, right. He said, "Where'd you get that?" And, uh, I quickly. <laughs> I said, some some dude on High Street, man. <laughs> yeah. Mike Love gave it to me. <laughs> well, tell us about Surf Ohio. Could... Yeah, so um, for some reason in high school as an artist, I was totally infatuated with uh, the California beach life uh, myth, which included the Beach Boys and Jan and Dean, you know, as far as music. But I subscribed to Surfing Magazine and, and Surfer, and I painted a lot of uh, beach scenes and surfer action scenes. Did you and surf yourself? I Have did. You... I did not. I you did not. I, I were... scuba. I was. I scuba dived in high school, but I never, never yeah. surfed. But for some reason, I just the 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 colors, the action, um, just and then, like I said, the whole in my head, what I saw as the California life uh, revolved around surfing. So my artwork reflected that. And I learned how to print T-shirts thanks to a neighbor of mine, uh, screen-printed T-shirts in my garage. And I was doing those for, like, the marching band and the scuba club and stuff like that. And I realized that all these cool T-shirts I saw advertised in Surfing Magazine, um, I'd have to send away to, you know, to buy them. And I'd be advertising some surfboard company. And I thought, well, you know, why can't I just make my own? And I had written a story for the school paper. I wrote a, set, a satire column uh, for the school paper. And I wrote about a fictitious Hawaiian transfer student that was surfing on the Olentangy River, which ran right by my high school. Um, and that kind of got me thinking about doing a T-shirt for a fictitious surfing contest on the Olentangy, which is, if you've been to Columbus, it's... It's not like it's even a raging river, you know. It's a muddy, <laughs> meandering. Right. It's not going to happen. It's uh, similar to hockey, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the the joke is even, you know, doubled uh, <laughs> when you see the Olentangy. So I came up with uh, the the Olentangy Masters Surfing Classic, which is really just an amalgamation of the different words that real surfing contests call themselves. Um, that I'd seen in the magazines, you know, the t-shirt ads and the posters. Right. So I did that and I, I, it was 1976 and that was on the back of the shirt that I was selling at the Beach Boys concert, August, actually I think it was August of 76. And, um, and I, it was a one color, I could only print in one color. And in fact, back then, if you ordered shirts from me, your choice of ink was navy blue because that's all I could afford to buy. So I, used pastel colored shirts and everything was navy blue but the the 
back design had a curling wave, and then the front design had some palm trees, and it had the Beach Boys on it, and it had the date. And that was that. So when I got down to uh, OU, um, I immediately knew I wanted to start designing T-shirts and printing T-shirts to make money. Obviously, it's a target-rich environment. And um, at Jefferson Hall, in fact, um, I tried to get the, the gig to design the dorm shirts for my freshman year. And, you know, somebody had some in and I didn't get to do them. So I did a bootleg dorm shirt for Jefferson Hall with King Kong up on the tower of Jefferson Hall. <laughs> and, and he's holding a beer and he's holding something else. And, and we, we called it uh, Home of King Bong. Uh, Jefferson Hall. I and love it. Those shirts outsold the, uh, the the official dorm shirts, which were being printed by the underwear up uh, uptown. And I don't know if you all remember that store, but it was actually underneath the Baskin and Robbins on uh, on Union uh, ah. Union Street. So the owner of the underwear was the world's oldest hippie, uh, <laughs> J- Jerry Subsky. And everybody just called him Ski. So Ski sent a messenger to the dorm to fetch me. Because <laughs> he was printing these dorm shirts that were not selling at all because the King Bong shirts were all the rage. And he basically offered me a job uh, to start designing and printing shirts for him. So now this was 1976, 77, my freshman year. So at that time... Uh, nice. Surf Ohio, House, not even a gleam in my eye, uh, but what was, uh, was disco. Um, disco music was all the rage, and I right. hated it. Wasn't that like Saturday Night Fever time? Yes, yeah. yes. I couldn't stand it. Um, <laughs> and so I said, I, I want to do a Disco Sucks t-shirt, and he said, do it. So I designed a Disco Sucks t-shirt, very simple design. And um, we started selling those, and they took off like crazy. And it was it became this this huge hit. You and tapped into the emotions. It did. Nineteen seventy six, seventy seven. But what what I had no idea this would happen. It created this political firestorm, and unfortunately, some people made it a racial issue, um, and, and it just kind of. It kind of blew up. So, uh, so suddenly there were letters to the editor. Um, the administration shut down the East Green radio station. Uh, I had to like recalibrate everything and get everybody calmed down. Um, uh, uh, a friend see, of mine. See, that's how powerful your shirt was, Ron. That's something. Well, I mean, it was, you know, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. But anyway. It, right, just shows. Just sold, to show a, you. sold a the ton BGs of shirts. The BGs were involved. They're like, put that shirt away. We hate it. Yeah, well, it was it, back then. Everybody just, you know, they kind of did what they did, and then I just, I said, man, I just can't dance. I just don't, you know. Just, right. <laughs> it's there's nothing. And, and then, ironically, you know, as as I matured, uh, I love. I'm, you know, Dayton is the funk capital of the world, and um, it, is. it is. There's some it really great. Is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had and, no idea. And I went to the funk uh, uh, museum hall of fame. Um, in downtown Dayton and sadly it had to shut down and they're looking for a new location. But my family and I got a tour of that museum and I, you know, I was kind of funny cause I'm telling the director of the museum. Yeah. You know, I've got that record. Oh, I had that record. Oh, the brothers Johnson. I had that record at OU. Yeah. <laughs> so I suddenly realized 
you know, as much as I hated disco, I, I like the funk. But um, anyway, um, that was my freshman year. And, um, and I, of course, I did a lot of other design work for different festivals and, um, and, and printed a lot of the shirts that uh, Ski sold out of his shop. And was then... Uh, Springfest a thing then? Pardon? Was Springfest a thing? Yeah, Springfest. I, okay. I think I did the East Green Fest t-shirt design. And um, I can't remember... You know, a lot of them were competitions, so I had to enter, you know, I had to compete, and sometimes I won, and sometimes I didn't. Uh, um, but moving on to, to Surf Ohio, so... Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you did so many t-shirts since you were in high school. Like, how did Surf Ohio become the big the big moneymaker for you? Yeah, so it, it's really kind of interesting. Uh, many people don't know the, the how all these parts and pieces came together. And of course I mentioned the 1976 shirt I did with Olin Tangy masters. So we, right. uh, we had Christmas break, uh, 1978. And we come back January. I don't know when you come back fifth. I don't know what that back then, how that something, you know, after new year's, you come back for spring quarter mm-hmm. and the great blizzard of 78 hit, uh, January 28th, I think was the date. You yes. met, you ever hear about that? I mean, that the blizzard oh, yes. of '78, yep. and it shut down the state, including all the campuses. Now Athens actually didn't get as much snow as the rest of Ohio did, which was was kind of funny. But I mean, it it did shut down everything for like a week and crippled you know large parts of the state um, with the blizzard. So coming out of that. Um, we're getting back to classes and ski said to me, we got to do a blizzard shirt. And there was all these t-shirt companies doing, I survived the blizzard, you know, and some kind of cartoon with a blizzard theme to it. And I said, ski, I don't want to do another one of these blizzard shirts. They're all over the place. You know, I mean, you know, the whole state is, is doing them, you know, uh, I said, you know, spring breaks coming up in a, what a, couple of months why don't we do something totally different and he said like what and i said why don't we do a surfing shirt <laughs> and, and he said like what are you talking about i said well let me show you this design and i showed him the 1976 olin tangy masters i said i can do this with the hocking river we'll do 1978 and for the date we can use spring break you know for the actual date you know the, the last weekend of spring break was i think march 26th through the 28th and and make it look like a legitimate contest shirt and um and we'll zig when everyone's zagging and uh he he liked the idea and he he said two things he said first of all it that'll go on the back but you need something on the front figure it out and second of all um i will what is i'll sell you the blank shirts <laughs> i'm like he, he he didn't want to pay me to do the shirts. He didn't he didn't totally trust the concept. So, I was working on a uh, surfing print in my serigraphy class, and I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the surfer dude and he's a silhouetted surfer, you know, coming off the lip of a wave. And I'm thinking, if I put him on the left front of the shirt, what would it say that would go with the Hocking River Masters on the back? And Surf Ohio just popped in my head i mean it was it was no there was no science to it and (laughs) i went back to my uh dorm room and uh 
I don't know if you know what press type is or letter set. So dry transfer lettering that you use, uh, used to use, nobody does anymore. But back then, that's how you would set type. Um, and I had a bunch of it because uh, you use it for t-shirt designing. And I set, I set the words Surf Ohio in what is called, the font is called Eurostyle Bold Extended. And um, spliced it together, put it, put it under the silhouette of the surfer, and showed it to Ski and said, how about this on the left front? He said, that'll work. Here's five dozen shirts, print them. Um, how are we going to market these? And I said, why don't we come up with a flyer to post around town that is the back design of the shirt because it looks like a surfing contest you know poster and we'll put the price of the shirt on the poster but we'll call it the entry fee <laughs> like it's a real surfing contest coming up on the hawking and then you know put the address as the underwear and you know the, the store address so we had these black you know black ink on gold eight and a half by 14 posters printed and I went around uptown taping them to telephone poles and anywhere I could staple them and um, you know trying to gin up uh, some interest and then I also uh, I, I don't I think Ski said let's buy a display ad in the post so I got a friend of mine in the photography department uh, from New Jersey Mac McCurder to uh, uh, enlist this gal from from New Jersey uh, good looking gal and she and I put the shirts on and he took photos of us for this display ad and we went out on the Hocking River which was frozen it was still frozen solid <laughs> no way and the black and white photos of us wearing these t-shirts uh, the snow looks like sand <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we have sunglasses on and what you don't know is it's 15 degrees and a howling wind but um, man, you went through a lot for these. <laughs> yeah, well, and the, the the girl got sick, and she never talked to me again. She caught pneumonia or something from <laughs> oh being God. out there. But <laughs> um, but we and then we ended up using the picture in front of a brick wall that we took. But uh, we didn't even use the one on the river. But we we put the display ad in, and uh, we scheduled it. And then I got a phone call from a reporter from the Post, and they want they they evidently tracked me down they said they wanted to know what this hoax was about a surfing contest so i did the interview ski and i both were interviewed by the reporter the article happened to come out the same day the ad ran in the post i mean we that was not by design it was just serendipity wow and i went up to the uh underwear um Actually, I think I was leaving town to go back to Columbus for spring break, unlike half of Athens, which was going to Fort Lauderdale. And there was a line out the door, up the steps, out of the underwear, everybody buying these Surf Ohio shirts. And Ski handed me a wad of cash and said, I need 12 dozen <laughs> more. <laughs> so so I, I stayed, I think I stayed an extra day in Athens because yeah, I had to air dry these shirts. I had and and the whole concept was it looked totally legit, um, you know. I was it wasn't a cartoon of a guy on a surfboard, riding on top of a pig in a cornfield. You know, it was it was right. Um, you know, it was supposed to look totally legitimate. And the other thing that's built into it that I I can't say I masterminded is the fact that I did new artwork for the back 
year after year after year. So people started collecting them. So the 1980 artwork was different from the 1979 artwork, you know, and, and on and on and on. So Right. Yeah, Ron, that's a great idea you had. I mean, you had that branding figured out, how you go new shirt every year. I mean, that's the way you... You keep going. Yeah, well, of your it, time. You gave well, the idea to iPhones, I bet. <laughs> no, I can't say that. But update, update. For, <laughs> well, you know, there were a couple of things. You know, obviously, a new design every year made it uh, collectible. I had no idea there would be people that would make it a point to get one every year. And years later, well, on the 15th anniversary, the Columbus Dispatch found a guy from Ohio who then lived in Chicago who had every shirt every every one of 15 years that's amazing and and they sent a photographer to take a picture of him with them all laid out in his on his living room floor which was was just really special for me i mean i had no idea it had that impact and the other thing too was uh, from a marketing angle as i went into the business i designed it so that i could change the names so um, ultimately we did 22 different ohio versions of that shirt when i had kaplan graphics and uh, so, in other words, we were we were doing versions for Bowling Green and and Kent State, but we also did um, Cleveland and Toledo and Sandusky, um, and then ultimately started doing them for other states. And um, man, that wave lasted a long time. <laughs> well, and and bear, and bear in mind, this was before surfing was fashion. So in the '80s, when I had my company in Columbus, surfing becomes this big fashion craze. And that's when um, they went right. from being... 80s was like when fitness really kind of took off, the whole fitness. Yeah. I was that, an Ocean Pacific fan. Ocean Pacific, yeah, yeah, that was it. That, the right. corduroy, corduroy shorts. Yeah, so so we started making jams. Remember, that's what they called them, surf jams. Yep. Uh-huh. And, um, and then Surf Ohio got picked up by Lazarus and um, uh, Macy's. And then we uh, um, actually, Nordstrom out west... Uh, we did Surf Seattle, Surf Puget Sound, um, ended up doing 15 different states. And then um, and, and then things started caving in when <laughs> when Federated went bankrupt. But um, I and then I, I burned out on the business in the 90s and started doing aviation art as a hobby, which we won't go into for brevity here. But what happened was um, I had a partner in the business and uh I decided to just get out of the business in 1994. I sold Kaplan Graphics to my then partner. I retained the rights to Surf Ohio, which he didn't didn't want to uh, continue with. And Surf Ohio went dormant from about 1996 until I brought it back um, in 2007, just in time for the 30th anniversary in 2008. And I got SurfOhio.com at that time. And, and that's where you can actually go right now to buy... Uh, to buy shirts and stuff. And in fact, we do a 1980 re- uh, repro edition Hocking River Masters shirt that um, is still popular year in and year out. And wow. we're going to we're gonna do more of the reproduction shirts uh, this year and next. And Homage Clothing, if you're familiar with Homage. Yep. And, that, and Ryan Bessler is an OU grad. Um, he was... Uh, <laughs> He, he was visionary, and in 2007, he was the first person to license Surf Ohio from me and reproduce the old shirts. And I honestly didn't think of reproducing the back, you know, the, the, the archival artwork until he did and had huge success 
And so if you go to Homage, I don't know, I think they're going to come out with some new ones here this spring, new reproductions, but uh, Homage Clothing is another source. So, um, Wow, that is just amazing that it just has been so popular for so long and all because of a blizzard. Yeah, I want yeah to. that's going on the list for sure. Yeah, that's a... Uh... I know what everyone's getting at Christmas yep. next year. My family. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get the hats out, too. So uh, Was Surf Ohio, nice. uh, the, of all the states and stuff you did, was Ohio still the best seller? Or what was your number one seller of all those places you did the surf? surf oh, it, it wasn't well, Surf Erie Canal, probably. No. It was, <laughs> well, uh, Surf Ohio, um, I mean, Surf Ohio is, is it. And... Um, it, it's amazing because even today, I mean, recently, um, people will send me pictures of some celebrity wearing a Surf Ohio shirt. Um, yeah, now they're like vintage. That is crazy. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, yeah the homage does great work, too. That would be cool. Well, yeah, because I don't know if you know the band uh, Guided by Voices. Yep. Uh, Rob Pollard's a big Surf Ohio fan. It's a Dayton uh, band, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Walk the Moon, yeah, um, out of Cincinnati. Uh, the Black Keys. Um, uh, what's his name? Dan Carney. Uh, you know, surf yeah, Ohio, surf Ohio fan. Uh, you know, back in the '80s, I, I honestly sometimes would be surprised when, um, uh, what's his name, James Cameron, for instance, uh, was on. Uh, he was filming Terminator 2 with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's wearing a Surf Ohio shirt, and and he's on the Today Show, and I'm like, what? Um, wow, that is, you know, that used to happen quite a bit. So now it's fun to see him on on some of the newer bands, and um, and actually, I'd like to get him back onto some of the movie, you know, movie stars and that come through Ohio like we did back in the day. Um, well, you need yeah, to surf- you need to stay connected with your um, Larry David's ex-wife then too keep up with that <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know i don't I, I i might be one of the little people to her now but um um but the, you know there's there there's people out there who now are buying them for their kids and i have to say admit this they're grandkids so yeah there's a, there's totally like gonna a, happen there's yeah. a third generation well this is the 40 what are we at uh do the math 42nd anniversary there's gonna be some famous podcasters probably wearing them and their kids oh yeah i gotta check that out now (laughs) we're also going to get into skate um homage had some surf ohio skate decks years ago and they sold out and um they're not bringing them back but we're we're thinking the market's there to bring some surf ohio skate decks out so um you know we we should probably add some some women's profile uh apparel and and kids we used to do kids back in the 80s um, oh my gosh, that was back when we offered seven colors of shirts. It was insane. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd like to do that and actually do onesies because uh, yeah, I've got grandkids yep. now too. So <laughs> yeah, what's funny you mentioned that I was looking at some old skateboard decks. I want to put it in my house up in the top of my walls, like shoe molding. I thought it'd be cool to do the whole room out of skateboard decks so that I could see some. If you got that many, but yeah. um, and one thing I got to send you. Um, is stickers we the stickers are always popular and we see those on cars all over the country um that that that's that's fun too people send me iphone shots of a surf ohio sticker on a car out in 
you know, Portland, Oregon or, you know, somewhere crazy. So that's fun. <laughs> You're just c- confusing people all over the country. We're nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> nationwide well, confusion. I you, it's, yeah. It's, I, yeah. I, I thought work. it was maybe a thing. Like, is there something I don't know? Is there some big fall in the hocking that people can actually get, you know, enough wave to catch one? I really didn't know that it was a joke. For like the standing well, wave, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was about the, the blizzard of 78 and all the snow was going to melt, therefore overflowing the hocking, and then it would be a surf. No. Nice. Good idea. Yeah. That was my thing. Hey, Ron, before we run out of town, I mean, run out of town, I run out of before time. Before we run you out of town. Uh, yeah. Um, you got it. We mentioned uh, the surfohio.com, but you have to tell us where to get your aviation art, because I've seen it, and you know I'm an aviation nerd. You and I have had that discussion. Uh, where do people take a look at that? Well, yeah, thanks. I have, um, well, I have a couple of things going. My artwork is at warbirdaviationart.com. And the warbird alludes to the fact that uh, my focus is really on, on military aviation and specifically World War II. And those aircraft are called warbirds. So warbirdaviationart.com is my uh, art site. And then I um, haven't done any recently, but I used to produce aviation film festivals for nonprofits. And uh, that site is realstufffilmfest.com, and that's R-E-E-L, Film Fest. I'm sorry, R-E-E-L, stufffilmfest.com. And then my new venture in Columbus, um, which is uh, finally getting some traction uh, recently, is the uh, Ohio Air and Space Hall of Fame and Museum which will first renovate the original Port Columbus Air Terminal, which is an Art Deco building that was built in 1929 um, on the southeast corner of Port Columbus's property. Oh, and, wow. Uh, that'll, ha- that'll house the Ohio Air and Space Hall of Fame, which is a newly established nonprofit, uh, which I will uh, direct. And we'll have a capital campaign that will launch very soon because we are just about to sign the lease on that terminal building and that's that's actually a a new scoop for you we, we're not ready to announce that yet but we've got the lease in hand and ou alumni okay. will be uh, inductees right yeah joan mace. joan mace yeah she's... yeah joan mace will be among the ohioans we're going to honor there absolutely and she was very instrumental and in, uh, well really in women's aviation yeah uh before we close we always like to ask uh, folks, what's your favorite uh, favorite memory, or, or what you like most about Athens, or even OU? Well, I mean, I have a lot of a lot of great memories. Um, you know, like I said, I just love the campus. I was just down there because my 19-year-old son may attend OU. Um, he was just uh, interviewed for the Ohio Honors Tutorial Program for the film school, and. Um, He's, he's going to have to make some decisions, but um, he's a filmmaker, and uh, and he may end up down there. But while I was down there, I was looking around, and I uh, couldn't tell my kids all the stories, but, um, you know, certainly remember great Halloweens and, uh, you know, the Athens news opportunities and, and um, the, the, whole, the whole thing. I, I did notice, I did notice that um, I didn't see a whole lot of hiking boots. <laughs> from uh from from nelsonville which oh. uh we were all we were all wearing back then you know the fashions have changed 
Yeah, he had the good Brooks boots there. Yeah, too, Brooks right? boots had the Brooks boots, but um, Jefferson Hill, I'm, I was sorry to see, didn't have the bricks. I guess they paved it over yeah. at some point. I got fond memories of sliding down those bricks in the winter time uh, on my back or on my face. But uh, yeah, but anyway, sliding just a, meaning controlled fall. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I meant to do that is always what I would say as I landed at the bottom. Well, thank you so much, Ron. Uh, this has been great. I didn't know about Surf Ohio, and it's quite a great story and uh, very well connected. And OU certainly has done you right throughout your career. So that's another great thing about OU. I think everyone's just friendly and always willing to offer a hand. Well, yeah, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to share it, and hopefully we'll have them back back in stores in Athens soon. It's the, Surf Ohio has been gone for a few years down there, and I look forward to to visiting again and, and seeing them around town soon. All right, well, thank you, and, and thanks, Devin, and thanks, Ron. Yeah, thanks, Ron. Thanks, Tim. You're welcome. Bye-bye.